to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 374 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Uh, here we are, 30 minutes of randomness, technology and life and all the good bits that hold it together like some sort of strange gooey glue. String theory. I think we can refer to it as um, silly string theory. <laughs> I like, yeah, silly string. That's better. <laughs> uh, Sticky first, and, yeah. first off, I need to know how your uh, retreat went. It, it was really good, actually. I got a bit of sun. I, um, I went to the beach and actually got in the sea for the first time in years. It was great. So it was relaxing? It was very relaxing. Uh, yep. Did a bit of thinking, a few um, insights into my own personality and stuff. It Did was, that scare you? Yeah, yeah, totally. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. But no, it was it's very cool. It's very cool. So so it was good. It's much it was much better than the Virtual, virtual retreat. Of course, every, everything's better than virtual, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, too, the um, place we're staying at in Piha, um, the guy rents it about six times a year to do these retreats. All right. And it's got four double bedrooms upstairs yeah. with uh, two bathrooms, um, big areas. The um, balcony's got heaps of seating areas and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, – Downstairs is like it was a garage, but it's it's converted basically into a, a bunk room with an art studio in there. All right. And so there's four bunks plus two more mattresses that can be laid out on the floor. So That's yeah, pretty good setup. Take take quite a few people. I mean, there was only five or six of us or something how, like that. How was everyone else on this course? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, a, a mix of people. Yeah, very successful people, mostly. Um, really, yeah, they they're all had very good careers and, and professions and businesses they owned and all that sort of stuff. I was the uh, odd one out in that respect. Um, yeah. I did hear one person got me a little bit concerned early on. Yeah. Because um, the topic, like on day one, the topic just came up in a break or something about Russia. Oh, okay. And I like, oh, yeah, Russia's only there to, um, Get rid of the bioweapons that um, that uh, Ukraine were developing, and and now they've done that mission accomplished. I think they'll just go home. Ah, oh, good. And good. I'm like, okay, what what are you reading? What, what? I I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Oh my god! But funny. There you go. There we go. Anyway, so yeah, no, it was pretty cool. How was your week? Uh busy with. Uh... Well, I just created some pumpkin stuff. I have a new calculator. You put in a date and it'll tell you when you should be doing stuff for a giant pumpkin that's up on the website. And I built, I'm very terrible at keeping track of what I'm doing during the season and taking yeah. measurements of a pumpkin. So I have made a Google form that I fill out whenever I want now. And it puts that into a spreadsheet. And then the spreadsheet works out my pumpkin weight estimate all by itself. So oh, nice. I've automated a shit ton of uh, stuff. And then uh, obviously, uh, Luke had his pumpkin drop from the helicopter. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Yep. And uh, it. so I've been getting millions of messages about that. I get weird videos. I get all sorts about it. Um, so we talked about it last last week, right? Because he said it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was going to happen. So he, I didn't realize what the gist of it was. So there was a grid on the ground, and wherever the biggest bit of the pumpkin landed, someone won a $100 grocery voucher. 
which I thought was quite little compared to whatever the cost of that helicopter must have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, he didn't, like, Luke didn't tell me it didn't go as high as he wanted. So Luke thought it was going to go 200 meters. It sounds like he wanted to go 300 meters and it dropped at like 120, I think he said. Yeah, I think 120 was what I think I heard on the news here. Yeah. Because of the claw mechanism sort of. It slipped out. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's not the way to do it. Could you, you the the way, how did we do it with the crane? They they dropped the whole lifting ring with it. Oh, they the had lifting. a lifting ring and then they had a pin, which they just pulled out. But I like that was the question. Like I wasn't sure how they were going to do it because I'm not sure what the how you're supposed to do it when you're working with helicopters. I think that claw is what they use to move logs around with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. But uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to check that out, go to the project on Facebook or maybe their website or check them out on on demand. Yeah, if you haven't seen it already. But um, he's keen. To, yeah, definitely keen to do it again next year. Uh, he just has to grow a big pumpkin. Yeah, I think they need to find a better mechanism for for dropping it. Like I would have thought that um, similar to the lifting ring that you use, so you've got the tie yeah. at the bottom, but that comes out somehow. That's so. how they do it when they do the crane big crane drops in America. They, oh, they, right, yeah. But they normally have a that when they do that, I think they have a bit of rope going from all the way from the bottom of the pumpkin to the ground. Yeah, true. Which probably won't work with a helicopter, but. Who knows? But uh, I, I mind you, these days you should be able to get a remote control something. Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if they need to build like an enclosure for the pumpkin, and the claws holding onto that, and then they can open the claw and it releases it from like a box shelf sort of thing. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know if they're going to have any blowback though, because um, it wasn't the safest uh, lift, and it got publicized everywhere. Yeah, but it looked fine from the the one angle. Like it looked like, oh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but the the angle looking straight down, it that pretty, didn't look good. <laughs> that looked pretty close to the Ute. I mean, it was their own Ute, so and there was uh, nobody in it. No, no, no. Anyway, okay. that happened this week. So that's cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. What do you want to talk about first? What do I want to talk about first? You, you can pick something. I, I've got something that's really small. And it's it's just. Just tickled me, and I just okay, got to. Go. I've okay. got to talk about it because um, what is it called? The um, the US. What do they call them? Oh, the Space Force. Space oh, Force. Yeah, Space Force. Yeah. Space Force. Well, you, do you know what they're called? The people in the Space Force. Uh, no. So you know, Army has soldiers. Navy has sailors. Oh right. US Space Force has guardians. They're called oh. guardians. Okay. Guardians of the galaxy. And I was just, they just, I'm just like, what? What? What are guardians? <laughs> guardians. I, it, just, it, it just tickled me. I was just like, what? No, no. that makes sense. Uh, well, I guess it's better than spacemen. Uh, is Marines just Marines? Or are they something else? You got me thinking about them now. Marines are the, and this is historic. It's not They'd still American be soldiers, thing. though, wouldn't they? That, well, they're, they are foot troops for the Navy. That's what Marines are. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas sailors obviously uh, sail the boat or or, yes. or even use the the weapons on the on the boat. But yeah, the US believes China could overtake US in ability to deploy in space within eight years. So they reckon that Excellent. China's going to overtake NASA within eight years. 
Um, Space Force funding is now equivalent to NASA funding, which is billions. No, they need more. We need more. Oh, they will. They'll get more. They'll get more. They won't get it for NASA. They'll get it for Space Force, though, which is just the whole problem, right? But anyway, moving on, moving on. Hey, Will Smith has resigned from the Academy, apparently. Oh, has he? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's still going on. So anyway, there's only a small group of people that have been removed from the Academy. Harvey Weinstein. Roman Polanski, Bill Cosby, and the actor Carmine Caridi, who was a person in the Godfather films who got kicked out because he was sharing the screeners that they get given <laughs> and got caught. So, yeah. Uh, Roman Polanski and, um, and Harvey Weinstein got to keep their Oscars. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah like, no, there's they no, did. There's they did. No, I mean, there's no talk about him having Oscar taken away yet. Yeah, well, that's right. That's what, I think that's what they were talking about, and I think that's. I think he he resigned so that they he could keep it. Oh, I see. I, I'm yeah. guess I, I don't know. I'm just that's, I'm speculating. I'm speculating. You're speculating. Yeah, but uh, that's what I thought. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm still pretty pissed with him. I think he fucked that up. But anyway, okay. oh, he could have definitely done that so much better and yep. got so much more positive press. Uh, oh yeah, that'll do. We won't talk about it anymore. Yeah. No, that's it's all done. Hey, I saw something really cool on the news. Uh, I haven't got a lot of detail because I saw it on the news. That's it's always the problem when you see it like that. Um, yeah. But have you? Did you see it? The anti-fog drone for airports. No. So so um, Wellington Airport this week had a huge fog in the last week or so. Had a huge fog in right. Okay. Yep. And Wellington's, you know, very rarely has fog because it's way too windy, right? But yeah, when yeah. it has fog, it is solid. Like, speaking as somebody who lived there, it is pretty epic, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, these guys have been, and I think it's in conjunction with the university, but I think it's a private company. Um, they have a drone that goes up and is dispels or disperses, I should say, this um, like desiccant, it, it, it soaks up um, liquid and, oh. and falls. So you can give them an hour and they can yeah. clear the fog from a flight path. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It takes an hour to do that and then it, the plane can land. Um, but, yeah, it's um, they're in trials. They're working with the airport. Obviously, that's a big issue because drones and airports don't see eye to eye sort of thing. Um, mm. But yeah, um, they've got a lot of funding, and you know, if if they can make that work, the sales throughout the world is huge. That's crazy. Yes, uh, the company's called Piper Vision. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool, but I mean, I I, I didn't um, I didn't delve into it. I just oh, saw it what basically I saw. just absorbs fog and then falls to the ground. Yeah, they reckon that they can um, reduce fog. They reckon it's the size of a coffee table, this drone. It yeah. looks real weird. It actually looks like a freaking, um, like a wet and dry vacuum cleaner with bloody props coming off it <laughs> so it can fly. They said a 10-minute operation, they can get hours worth of visibility over an area. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah, interesting. I yeah. mean, if you sell that, like you get that for, it'll start with airports, but then you've got some of those uh, British race courses, um, Grand Prix, uh, uh, all anything. sorts of spe- spectator sports that would be affected by fog. Yeah, fly in the fly in the drone. Yeah. Uh, you know what they should do as well? They maybe, if that drone's not big enough, 
they should talk to the sheik who's now decided to build the world's or he has built it the world's biggest hummer so this <laughs> i reckon i reckon we need more sheiks so sheikh hamid bin hamdan al nahan he's car mad and he's got a 14 meter long 6 meter wide 6.6 meter tall hummer it has four diesel engines to power it because one's not enough and uh i'll send the link and oh, it's yep. two stories tall inside <clears throat> holy it crap it hasn't been fitted out inside yet uh, that's funny he, because you see that that video that opening of that video you yeah. see it and you go hang on the little one those hummers are not small like the no, normal no, size no. ones they're pretty damn big and then as that video goes on you see the guy walking it's like what the yeah. hell so he has uh the most four by four vehicles in the world he's got 718 of them he's got the largest four by four in the world which is a dodge power wagon it's, oh, it's 60- not this no, 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 no. Of course not. This is just a big vehicle. This, this, no, no, no. Oh, but, but you go down and there's a um, video from years and years ago and Jeremy Clarkson's interviewing him and Jeremy's standing next to a giant pickup truck, right? Oh, wow. You okay, can see, yeah, that. see that. But in the video, if you watch that video, near the end, Jeremy Clarkson is in like a weird looking apartment and he's walking around and there's a big bed and everything and he climbs some stairs. No, he's in the back of that truck. Oh my God. So this guy's going to deck out the, um, the Hummer is going to have uh, a functioning bathroom, second uh, private place where house guests and that can be entertained and 360 degree views. Um, it's all sorts. Anyway, this guy, you know, good on him. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Um, definitely not? check out that video that uh, we will share in the show notes. Oh, uh, talking about large cars, this happened the other week and I never brought it up, but I'm just remembering it now. Do you remember like, Back, uh, probably as a young adult, you uh, you heard about the world's longest longest limo. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but the world's longest limo had like twenty eight wheels or something stupid, and it had a heli a helipad on its roof, and it had like a spa pool inside and all this sort of stuff. And this was in like the nineties, I think they built it. And anyway, some car collector in America found it rotting somewhere, and he's rebuilt it uh, back to its former glory. And now he's got it in some sort of museum somewhere. Oh, um, speaking of that spa pool, because I forgot to mention it, the um, the place we were at, the retreat, yeah, it's up in the bush, so it's just surrounded by green. It's a beautiful spot. And there's this big plunge pool. And all it is is it's a container, yeah. and this company puts the liner in and the yeah, yeah. thing in. And um, so I, I, I thought it was had step, 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 and I went no. step, step, splash, like up to my shoulders. It was oh, wow. great. It's so cool. It's yeah, such yeah. a good idea. Those guys have been at field days, I think, before. Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't seen one before, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. So I, I spent a bit of time in that too. Here's something that you can work towards, Chris. Maybe you could do it on a smaller scale. This 81-year-old man has climbed – Taranaki Monga, which is uh, Mount Egmont to the old people out there, for the 870th time. 870 times this guy's climbed that mountain. Holy crap. And he looks crazy. So that's good. You need that. And basically, he set himself self the goal. What was the actual goal? Oh, I don't know if the goal was 870. He just wanted to keep climbing it. But his wife died. And... He's been doing it since he was 60, I think. So 60, 70s and 80. So, you know, you, you've still got time to start. 
Um, <laughs> and he's been doing it, doing it, doing it. But while he's doing it, he's been collecting glass and rubbish. He has over 18,000 pieces of glass now. And you might be wondering, how does he know that? Because he stores it in all the ice cream containers in his house. And all the rubbish and junk is in his house everywhere. Um, he's included- I think some artist needs to figure out a way to um, use that in some art. Yes, Jet. <laughs> you just need to take a photo and go, here's some art. Like, Oh, no. I, I, was anyway. thinking Jer- I, think, I was thinking Jeremy could have some good ideas with that. That's all. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. I'm going to mention this because I thought it was funny. Uh, and I, I, it might be a little out of context, and I don't care because that doesn't matter. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Scott Morrison has been saying renters should buy a house if they want relief. Yeah, I they know. Want he's, rent relief. He's a man of the people. He's in touch with everybody. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I saw that. It was just like, okay, dude, let's just state the obvious. Hey, you know what? We And I think they were like, you know what? Uh, poor people need this just they should just buy some food like yeah yeah if you're, hung- if if you're, hungry, you're starving you should buy be food. buying food i don't see your problem what is the problem <laughs> and renters having problems well they should just buy a house end they of problem buy, next question yeah next question <laughs> they should buy two that'll help them a lot well and i uh, my note there was we're not the only ones with dumb politicians <laughs> oh no 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 uh there was like this little gif today of all these people walking around and as they walk around everybody moves away from them and they go oh here's chris luxon uh reminding people that he used to be a ceo of air new zealand uh because it's been more than five minutes so yeah have you seen the um the thing about microplastics this week i it's something to do with they've found microplastics in humans so we talked um we talked a while ago about finding microplastics in the North Pole, I think it was, or was it Antarctica? It was one of the other. And and they've been found, microplastics have been found on um, Everest and they've been found in the Mariana Trench. Like, they're everywhere. Um, Microplastics are derived from petrochemicals extracted from oil and gas products. Um, Some of these particles are toxic to humans, carrying carcinogenic or mutagenic chemicals. Yeah, it's all that good stuff. Potentially causing cancer and or DNA damage. People spend up to 90% of their time indoors, and therefore the greatest risk of exposure to microplastics is in the home. Mm. Um, Anyway, uh, what they found is, and moving back down the story because it said it here, they took the blood out of uh, loads and loads of people, and they found seventy percent. Was it seventy percent? It was more than that. Had um, microplastics in their blood. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so that's um, yeah. They just they were talking that. about this on the My First Million podcast recently, and they were talking to their producer Ben, and he brought it up, and he was like, "So there's a there must be a documentary about plastics and how it's affecting everyone," and he was just like. It was him or a guest, or he was talking about it as well. And he was like, the biggest thing is plastics. Like, I just can't deal with the amount of plastic that's in your life. Yet my little daughter here has this plastic toy. And he goes, I just, I sound like a crazy person if I bring up, hey, we've got too much plastic in our life, you know. And this guest was saying that they listened to this. There's a top woman who might have been on the Joe Rogan podcast or Tim Ferriss podcast or someone. And she studies microplastics and the biggest thing 
that can cause the biggest problem to humans is if plastic is warmed up. Literally anything. So they said reheating food in plastic is like, you know, terrible. And But literally if it's a water bottle and it just heats up during the sunlight in the day, that could be bad because the plastic is breaking down all the time. That's the gist of it. And then they quickly turned around and says, hang on, this is coming from you, Ben, the smokes a pack a day smoker. He goes, oh, yeah. How do you justify the plastic thing when you're smoking 24 cigarettes a day? Oh, yeah. No, I get that. Yep. Okay. It is a good point. Um, actually, I'm going on a tangent from that then. Okay. Because you talked about podcasts, I have listened to the six episodes of the Kissinger thing with um, the dollop and behind the bastards, two of my favorite podcasts on the behind the bastards podcast feed on the behind the bastards podcast feed. That was holy crap. That was amazing. And, and then you look at like what's going on now with Ukraine and you look at what he did in Cambodia and stuff. That dude is a war criminal. Like there is no doubt. But he's a sexy war criminal. He's a sexy war criminal um, who um, all the Americans love. So great. You're going to like, you're going to like the latest dollop that turned into a three-parter and they've only done two parts. They've decided to do Steven Seagal. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. Their take on it basically, because behind the bastards has done one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, um, he's just crazy. The best bit is when he said that he could survive any chokehold and the guy choked him out and then he crapped himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely love that. Um, actually, I'm going to quickly talk about Ukraine just for a couple of things. Okay, go. So a while ago, you said that, did you see the car run over by the yeah. tank? You know that guy survived, eh? Yeah, I saw that later, yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy. broke his arm and they call him Iron Man. Oh, good, and, good. and he's um, that's his nick, new nickname at the pub, and um, he's he looks like he's in his sixties, pretty robust um, looking Ukrainian dude. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they he goes, oh, they call me Iron Man now. So I thought that was interesting. The other thing I was going to say, I don't know if you've heard about this poisoning thing lately. Uh, no, who's being poisoned? Okay, so they're going into Busha, and they've seen all these dead people, all these dead yeah, civilians yeah. all over the place, which is terrible, and you know. Yeah, war yep. crimes anyway. But um, what's also been uh, released recently or in the last couple of days that I've seen anyway, three uh, Ukraine uh, Russians from the third motorized whatever regiment yep. were offered pies. Oh, <laughs> they no. ate the pies and died instantly because <laughs> oh, they it's... were poisoned. And that uh, brought to light that over 200 um, Russians have been hospitalized from poisoning from the food they've been eating given to them by the the people they are occupying. Yeah, yeah. And then it also says, and possibly related, up to 500 um, have been hospitalized due to um, unverified alcohol poisoning. It might be just that they got pissed, but um, who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's crazy. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably a good thing if your good idea is if you are – you know, occupying somewhere where you d- they don't want you to be, um, you know, don't don't, don't, eat, don't stuff. eat the stuff they give you. And they, all that reminded me it was of um, back in Vietnam where they the Americans got bombed and stuff all the time because they're occupiers, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, what was that movie, Good Morning Vietnam? It happened earlier in that. You've got ants are competing for dog jobs. 
Yes. Um, I've got a lot of ants here at the house or outside. Should I be harvesting them and doing something with them? Well, cancer-sniffing ants prove as accurate as dogs in detecting disease, and they probably cost less to keep, I would imagine. They'd cost less to keep, but do you, are they bred specifically? Um, or do you just find some ants and go, hey, this one's good? It's a, a research thing. So a fascinating, fascinating new proof of concept study from the team of researchers in France suggests trained ants. So yeah, trained ants could be effective at detecting cancer in humans. Uh, a certain species of ants can be quickly trained to trained to detect cancerous cells with an accuracy equal to that seen in other animals with biodetection abilities, such as dogs. Ah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because I would never have. Considered ants for that. Like, it wouldn't even have crossed my my mind to even think about that. But the preliminary tests focused on two types of breast cancer cells, um, both with differing VOC profiles. I don't know what that means. And they were, in as little as three training trials, the researchers were able to effectively teach the ants to differentiate between cancerous cells and non-cancerous cells with an accuracy similar to recent studies using dogs. There you go. Okay. So, how, uh, yeah, that's cool. But like, uh, can a like that's with cells? Can a dog just sniff somebody and react? Yeah. And if they can, how would an ant do that? Do you have to I, I, like I think a, it's the same thing. They 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 crawl over you and sniff you basically with the antenna. no. But it's a lot easier to get a dog to react so you can understand it as opposed to here's here's a here's a thousand ants we're going to put on you. Wouldn't it? I don't know. Like, I'm just yeah, trying to think good about question. That. I don't have the answer, but in my mind, what happens is, if there's no cancerous cells, they all go running around and they bugger off. If there's cancerous cells, they all swarm to one spot and sit in one spot. Don't worry about the ants going up your nose. They've just found something. <laughs> hey, how glad are you that when you're at high school or primary school or both? That there was no cell phones with cameras that everyone had. Oh in their my god! Pocket. I I. I just couldn't live. I mean, I'm more worried about what it was like after I left school and I did all the stupid things I did when I was Oh, even then. Like, even then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, that, that was terrible. I did some stupid stuff. I can just imagine. But <laughs> basically, there was a big fight at my uh, daughter's school at the start of the week. And this guy, and it's on TikTok, like the video's on TikTok. And this guy, they're all filming it, but the one I've seen, this guy is laying into this other kid and he's filming it. And then he hears a car like lock its brakes up and screech. So the guy turns around and it's a cop car. And next thing you know, a cop car, a cop is chasing after the kid that was beating up the other kid. They disappear behind a building. The cop tackles the kid and puts him in handcuffs. Right. So that's what happens. Then a story ends up on news hub from a parent concerned parent saying that if like everybody's getting bullied to get into these fights so people can film it and then they put it on the internet and there was this fight and then another fight and all these kids are petrified and the school had to ring these cops and the cops had to come and chase down this kid and oh you know oh let's think about the kids oh, oh. so the interesting thing is all the kids are connected by their phone all the kids had their own social groups and all the kids know everyone. So all the kids know what's happening. So the kid 
that was getting the crap beaten out of him had been staring down the shirt of the other kid's sister and then tried to kiss her without her like wanting it at all. Yeah. So that's why this guy was beating him up. The cop was just driving past. There was two of them in the car and they said, hey, stop, there's a fight, let's go. That's what happened. The cops have said that's exactly what happened. We were just driving past. We saw something. We, you know, did our job. And the principal said, uh, no, we didn't ring anybody. We wouldn't ring it. We wouldn't normally ring the police for that. They just happen to be driving past. Um, yeah. Anyway, all blown out of proportion by a crazy adult. Um, yeah. Captured on TikTok typical. for the rest of it. And I'm, I'm um, curious to, to know what happens with the boys, uh, the, the two uh, protagonists, antagonists. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I should find out. I should ask. Uh, I think my daughter knows the, because the big one is this ginger-headed mullet kid. That's what I call him. Uh, he's got a giant mullet. And he's 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 the pervy one, or he's the no no he's, he's the, the protective brother. one. He's the protect no the pervy one looks like some weird extra in a movie that's playing some creepy weirdo. Like all oh, right, might have to keep an eye on him for a movie in future. Uh, maybe maybe, or he'll be making his own videos and trying to release <laughs> them on the internet. <laughs> oh, hey, talking God. about the police. Yep. Uh, Transmission Gully opened finally. Yes. Yes. Uh, everyone down there might be excited. They built a arrest. How, how long? How long will they be excited for? How long before that is just chock a block, nose to tail, not moving, just like every big road in Auckland? Because they didn't make a freaking train track; they just did another. Right. Anyway, sorry, move on. I think a few people are upset about the loose gravel because we have that ability of having to bed in the gravel for a year before they can retarsiel it. Um, anyway, they built a two hundred and fifty meter long gravel trap. So when you come down the hill, um, basically, if you your brakes fail or your gearbox fails, you can just go into this gravel trap, like on a racetrack, and it will slow down your truck or car. You'll just stop. Right. Anyway. That's pretty cool. Yeah. but as if, if you know what it is, because if you don't know what it is, and nobody would have, I wouldn't have known what it was. No, no, no. That, you know, I, I don't know if there's signs or what the deal is. But there is a little sign saying where not to like where to drive, and anyway, on the first day, a cop drove into it. Um, <laughs> so they've had to remove that. Uh, I bet they had to buy a lot of cakes and pies and stuff. Oh, I see. Mm. Anyway, seems like a weird, weird thing to do. That is. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is there. I'll share that that uh, news story on the. Um on the show notes so you can have a look at that photo because that yeah I, that's not a great photo angle because you go that looks like part of the road but of course it's right off the road eh? yeah and i think that yeah yellow bumps and hatch and all that crap there must go for my, quite a bit out of that photo. yeah 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 cross hatching um, and stuff anyway that brings us to the end of the podcast uh thank you for listening i hope you've enjoyed it and uh we've kept you company in these dark dark times yes absolutely um I have, yeah, I've got a new podcast that I'll I'll talk about next week when I actually got some more information about it. So there you go. Excellent. Uh, I might be at Hampton Downs on the weekend uh, as part of a pit crew. Ooh. I, I, I have no idea. I, have, I literally have about as much information as you do about that podcast, so I will tell you more next week. <laughs> that, that sounds cool, though. Sounds like Maybe. a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I literally have no idea. Cool, cool. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.
Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.